and we're here with the lovely Bridget Bellotis. How are you going? Hi. How are you going, guys? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just hiding out in a car rental shop because I'm <laughs> at Southern Cross Station and it was the quietest place I could get on the air. So. <laughs> now, Bridget, we've heard so much awesome stuff about you, but we'd like to tell, uh, get you to tell us a little bit about what your uh, performance in theatre is all about. Oh, yeah, sure. So um, I'm a theatre director and I primarily work with new Australian plays. Um, and as much as possible, I work with uh, new female writers. Um, of which Morgan Rose is one. Um, and this is a new collaboration for us. We've never worked together before. So um, we're doing a show called Desert 629 at Red Stitch at the moment. Mm. Um, and it's the first time we've worked together and it's really fun little collaboration. Um, but other works of mine you might have seen would be Ground Control, um, which I did it with uh, Rachel Perks at Next Wave uh, last year, or Jurassica, which I did at Red Stitch in 2015. Kia, can you tell us what the Desert 20, uh, 29 uh, performance is all about? Yeah, sure. Um, so this particular play is kind of, it's kind of about growing up queer um, in the country, in country Australia. So, and it's, it's kind of a, I guess, a family drama. I don't want to give away too much. It's definitely very funny. I don't know if anyone, like if you've seen Morgan Rose's plays before, she's got a very particular sense of humour. Um, so that really comes through. But the play kind of evolves from its beginning point as a kind of a comedy. And then it, as events unfold, it becomes more and more dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, is that like what inspired you the most to come up with a play like that or a theatre production? Sorry. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Morgan really brought the project um, to the table. She's the writer, yeah. and but we both had kind of similar experiences. She's actually, she actually grew up in New Orleans, um, or near New Orleans in America, yeah. um, and. I grew up in Lismore, New South Wales, yeah. and we're both we're both queer artists, and it was it's just kind of like we had this kind of great, I guess, meeting of minds about like that experience and the isolation of, of that and the kind of confusion of growing up in a town that is kind of you know very small and <laughs> potentially very closeted and and often like in those country towns the feeling is like you know masculinity rules you know yeah I find um, it actually interesting that you um were talking about how you grew up in Lismore because I oh, yeah. have family around there so I was just like oh, oh yeah, right. really like I'd be interesting <laughs> to see like um if there's a few hints here and there about it Oh, I think definitely. And it's, I had a couple of friends come, though, um, the other night, one from Goulburn, New yeah. South Wales, and one from Sale in Gippsland, and both of them were like, it's too real. <laughs> it's too, like, it's too Australian. So do you <laughs> too think regional that, Australian. Yeah. So do you think that it's, like, a kind of, like, a shared experience, like, throughout Australia, this kind of, like... Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think all all um, regional experiences are, are different, but I think that there is definitely something common about growing up somewhere remote, particularly if you're a queer person, because often you feel like, you know, the only gay in the village, like nobody mm. nobody understands you, you don't have that sense of community, you don't necessarily even know, you can't recognise yourself, you know, you don't know what your, what other gay people look like, so you don't even really know how to identify. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, that experience is, is very kind of common across, across those areas, but I think what's great about this show is like, you the experiences of this particular family are so specific and they become so personal that you actually, like, there's something about that very fine personal detail that makes you go, oh, my gosh, I know exactly 
I know exactly this family, you know, yeah. which is great. A really satisfying feeling of watching a play. Okay, so you said you were a director. So what made you want to take a career path that way? Is it just something that you recently came into or...? Um, no, I mean, I probably, I probably decided around um, the age of 20 that I, I'm about, th- I'm 32, I had to think about that, 32 now, <laughs> but I probably, I used to want to act, and I did a few, I did a little bit of acting at university and that kind of thing, and then when I did my honours in theatre studies, I actually got the opportunity to direct, and I, I just, I mean, I guess it's kind of a control freak thing, but I just love that feeling of, like, being totally kind of in control and getting the yeah, chance to charge. make all of the decisions. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. But there's just something beautiful about, like, you know, all of the decisions in the production ultimately, you know, even though you've, you're collaborating with these amazing people, you get that opportunity to really, like, put it together the way that you saw it in your own head, you know? You're not beholden to anyone else necessarily, which is mm-hmm. which is a great feeling. Yeah. yeah. Would you say that... um um, I, when I was reading the media release, it said that it was um, political. Um, would you say that it also has like qualities of like you know fi- family dynamics and kind of like more like as well as being kind of political? Yeah, having that I mean, I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't think it's trying to. I wouldn't call it capital P political. Like it's yeah. not about politics. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's very much. It's very much about family. It's very much about being young in a family. Like. So there's um, the character of Zan, which is the kind of the main character, is 17 and, um, I guess, closeted kind of queer girl. Yeah. But also her brother is, is a big part of that family dynamic as well, and it kind of interrogates, I guess, what it's like to be in that age bracket, you know, between sort of 16 to 25 and trying to work out who you are in front of your parents, <laughs> you know, and the kind of... Um, like, you know, just kind of coming into your own and like weird combination of like feeling really assertive and self-actualized, but also like sort of really embarrassed and, <laughs> you know, there's like shame and secrets that you're just kind of working through in private, like while you're in front of everybody, you know? Mm. This yeah, might be a weird um, question, <laughs> but because it's like dessert, like, is there kind of like a play on words because it's like said in a dinner of like di- like, dessert, like the... <laughs> no, it's desert. It's desert. One yeah. is like, uh, you know, yeah. Land. yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I thought that was a bit of a dumb question to ask, but I was like, oh, it's said in a no. dinner, so like, I had to ask it. You know, like, <laughs> no, so many people have asked me that. They're like, so is it like because they're having dessert at, at like six <laughs> thirty? But yeah. no, it's desert. Yeah. Desert, like you know, like Western New South Wales, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so and also, also I should mention it starts at 8pm except for tonight, which is 6.30, because mm. we keep having people turn up at 6.29, because it's in the title of the show. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was just um, also curious about, like, the setting and such, like, having it at a dinner table. Like, how do you um, mm-hmm. kind of... How, how do you make that work in a theatre? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's not all at a, at the dinner table all the time, but it, I mean, it, we are there a lot, and actually the design really supports, I guess it's quite a, like, cinematic feeling, so you're kind of drawn into it in a way that is much more akin to cinema or, te- or even television than theatre. Like, theatre often you end up with that kind of quite presentational style with the actors, like, sort of facing the front, you know? And um, we're really not doing that, um, but we have kind of come up with a few little tricks that let you 
let you sort of see into their world. Um, mm. Just little things like, you know, there's kind of, there's like a window right in front of the set so they can kind of come to the window and look out and you get, you get a really great look at their faces or, you know, they're sitting watching TV and the TV is like them looking directly at the audience. So you can kind of like, you get a lot of access to them even though they're playing this like very realistic kind of almost cinematic style. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks so much for talking to us, Bridget. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I was just going to say, was there something, like, did you have a dream before directing or, like... Um, not really. I mean, I, my, um, my parents both work in the theatre, so I always... Uh, so you've grown up around <laughs> I it. I wanted to work in the theatre, and they, they, like, tried to talk me out of it. They were like, why don't you do veterinary science or oh, yeah, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, but, yeah, I just grew up around it, and I just love it, and it feels like home, and, yeah. you know, I think... You, you, stories are so important and particularly like you know stories told by people who haven't had their stories told yet you know or not enough yeah so that's why I do it yeah well the best of luck with you, the theatre performance and we'd love to come see you when we've had a great time talking to you awesome alright thanks guys well thank see you very much alrighty bye so um, Desert um, 629 is playing at Red Stitch Actors Theatre from um, November 22nd to December 14th. You can head out and find more information at redstitch.net.